Being a teenager in the 70s can be boiled down to two words, shoulder acne, but also something called feelings. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. That's what it was all about. For most of us, that decade amounted to one big encounter group, where every day was a reminder that you were really mean, you were an oppressor, and you needed to heed other people's feelings, and then, of course, your own as a method of important self-discovery. If you didn't cry in front of a group of men with beards, then you hadn't really done anything in life. And there had better be Dan Fogelberg playing in the background. I have no proof of this, other than having had two normal parents and sets of grandparents, but I get the feeling previous generations would have found the idea of putting feelings before thinking as silly. They had other crap to deal with, like fighting diseases and war. There was also that depression thing, not the coastal health problem, but the historical period, which, from my research, entailed a lot of young children with dirty faces selling newspapers with the word depression above the fold. They must have been annoying. Too bad they were, technically, not edible. But as a teenager, I was now being taught, by folks with little common sense but a lot of acoustic guitars, about other cultures and how superior they were to ours. The flip side was, of course how mean the United States was toward the rest of the world, and how mean I was as a tool of that insidious military-industrial complex. Note, when I first heard military-industrial complex, I thought it was the coolest thing. How could that be seen as wrong? A country that prides itself on both the military and its industry has to be awesome. Somehow we went from having a military-industrial complex to having a complex about our military and industry. At school, I learned, by accident really, how to fake caring. I went to a Jesuit Catholic all-boys high school, the team name Padres, which might conjure up a repressive atmosphere full of belt beatings, angry elderly priests, and hours dangling from a gym rope in tight red shorts. With the exception of the tight red shorts, a fashion that stayed with me, incidentally, all of that is false. Most of my instructors were earnest types, Students of the 60s, well-versed in feelings, interested in opening your mind and your soul. Translation, please smirk whenever Ronald Reagan's name is mentioned. This meant sex ed that went a little too far in some places, and religion classes that dove full force into politics. By the early 1980s, we were speaking less about God and more about Central America. There was stuff going on in El Salvador, which I thought was a lucha libre wrestler, and America surely was at fault. As a student, I edited a school paper devoted to that very idea. I wrote a column called Frisbee Warfare, a clever title about importing American values into places where it shouldn't be. Teachers loved it because it showed I had feelings about the world that matched theirs. Not that I was an expert in this stupid crap, but I knew it felt right. It must be right. The cool teacher likes me. Surely America was big and El Salvador was small, so we had to be the aggressor. The David Goliath storyline drives everything in the media. And why not? People love it when the little guy beats the big guy, even if the big guy is good, even if the big guy is you. If you ask me now what the whole mess was about down there, I'd be lying if I told you I had a clue. But pretending to care got me a pretty good grade and taught me that liberal teachers were a soft touch. 
expressing your feelings, coming from the nexus of manufactured rage and tolerance, this was the thing that paved a way to academic success, and later Obama's ascendancy to the presidency.